The Spanish-American War by Nelson Appleton Miles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Nelson Appleton Miles, The Spanish-American War Speech of Major General Nelson A. Miles at a banquet given in his honour by more than 700 of the most distinguished citizens of New York City, November 11, 1898. While the last course was being served, a unique procession made the round of the hall. It was headed by three figures, one fifer and two drummers, attired to represent the famous painting called Spirit of 76. These three were followed by a procession bearing miniature ships of war, manufactured of various confections. Joseph H. Choate was chairman of the banquet. Mr. Chairman and gentlemen, Joyfully dear is the homeward track, if we are but sure of our welcome back. <clears throat> Such a generous reception has been extended to me tonight, as few are permitted to enjoy, and I should be wanting in gratitude did I not appreciate the sentiment expressed in this cordial greeting. I should be vain, indeed, to ascribe it to myself, or for a moment to accept it solely as a personal tribute. As an expression of appreciation of the gallant troops which I have the honour to command, it is accepted in behalf of the living, and for them I thank you, as well as for those whose lips are forever silent, and whose heroism and sacrifice, I know, are here remembered and revered. This reception is to me doubly gratifying, for I am delighted to return once more to the shores of the great republic, and also to be welcomed by the men of the great empire state, and by those associated with them in this entertainment. For many years New York has seemed like home to me. I passed down Broadway in 1861 at the age of 21, a lieutenant in a regiment from my native state. Eight months later, I was honoured by that great patriot and statesman, Governor Morgan, with a commission as lieutenant colonel in one of the New York regiments. From that time, during the Great Civil War, I was largely identified with the New York troops, commanding a regiment, a brigade, and at one time, 32 regiments from the state of New York. Many of my comrades in the field were from New York. Many of my strongest friends are New Yorkers, and I am honoured tonight by such a greeting as would make the heart of any soldier proud. The wars of the past have had their objects, their achievements, and glorious results. The last war was won in the interest of humanity and in behalf of a heroic people who for many years had been struggling against cruel atrocities, oppression, 
and the despotism of a decaying monarchy. He has been most remarkable in many respects. He has presented one series of victories, without a single disaster or a single defeat. The flag of the United States has not been lowered in a single instance. Not a foot of ground has been surrendered. Not a soldier, gun, or rifle has been captured by the enemy. The American soldiers and sailors have been true to the principles and traditions of their fathers and maintain the honor and glory of the American arms. One of the great blessings to the country in this brief but decisive war has been to unite firmly in bonds of imperishable union all sections of the United States, North, South, East, and West. Still more, it has given us reason and opportunity to appreciate our obligations to the mother country for the dignified and powerful influence of the British Empire in the maintenance of our principles and rights. There are other fields to conquer. The past is gone, and the future opens the door to greater responsibilities, and I trust to greater progress and prosperity. We are ascending to a clearer atmosphere, up to a higher level, where we should take a stronger position than ever before occupied by our government and people. We can no longer confine ourselves to the narrow limits that governed us as a people in the past. Much has been said of what has been the ruling policy of the past. This much, I think, is apparent to all, that the grave responsibilities of the nation are too great to be contaminated by personal, partisan, or sectional interests. Our interests are national in the highest degree. They embrace two hemispheres. They involve the welfare of a hundred millions of the human race. We are getting to that time when we shall require not only the ablest men, but many of them, in every department, to protect and administer the affairs of the nation. In those impressive lines of Holland, we might exclaim, God give us men, a time like this demands, strong minds, great hearts, true faith and ready hands, men whom the lust of office does not kill, men whom the spoils of office cannot buy, men who possess opinions and a will, men who have honour, men who will not lie. The important and great questions that had to be met and that have been decided during the last few months have had a broad influence upon the great mass of our people. It has been uplifting to every community and every phase of society. It has turned the attention of our people to the great power and responsibility of our republic and institutions and true interests as a people and a nation, not only at home, but through every part of the globe. We have been enabled to give freedom to millions of the oppressed 
and I believe that we shall be able to extend to them the hand of support and secure for them a full measure of justice and enlightened government. In behalf of the army and for myself, I wish to return my most heartfelt thanks for this most cordial greeting. End of The Spanish-American War by Nelson Appleton Miles Read by Light Crystal